Sneaker, sneaker business, business talk. talk. The podcast you cheer for. Sneaker, sneaker business, business talk. talk. It's the Soul Material Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the podcast you cheer for, the Soul Material Podcast. And it's your man, the OGEO. All right, T-Bark Street Shark, we're here for some sneaker business talk. Indeed, and we're going to tackle the recent news of Nike filing a trademark infringement lawsuit against two sneaker designers um, who have uh, mirrored the Air Jordan 1 and a Nike Dunk um, to great profitability and great success and great popularity. And Shark, um, you've been on this um, longer than I have. And ironically, um, these two companies were also warned during the same time um, that you put me on because it was a public feud that uh, went uh, semi-viral with these guys. And now we are where we are. So, Shark, you want to inform people about um, these two companies and um, what has gone on and what got us here to Nike saying, hey, we're going to New York and we found this lawsuit. Yeah. So, you know, here's that clarity over popularity, because um, this has been an ongoing uh, thing. Uh, so this is the, these are just the next round of uh, suits going out because um, in most recent news, Nike had went after John Geiger um, and because he has his um he has a different relationship with Nike because he actually used to work with them and do some collaborations. Um, you know, he did the misplaced checks and then, you know, created some, um, you know, trendiness behind the Air Force One. Um, and they kind of cloned him a little bit and he did his own thing. But now they came right back and said, um, so he settled his his cases, spent a lot of money um, um, talking about that. But now, um We've talked about um, one of these uh, uh, vendors before. His name's Kai, um, uh, K-I-Y, um, and then the other one's called Reloaded. So they actually have the same silhouette um, where it's just a Jordan 1 with a lightning bolt. There's their whole whole stick, and then they just kind of change the tag of one says Reloaded, the other one is the is Kai that still looks like the, the Nike uh, with logo with the underswoosh. It's Kai with the... Um, with the lightning bolt. Um, so if you go back to our second season or our first season where we have uh, brands, we support uh, episode, uh, we talked about another brand called Sia collective. All right. Somewhere in America now really like their brand just because again, this is black owned uh, uh, brand. Um, and he's really about education. He tells he takes you through the design process, tells you what the manufacturer is going to be like. And that was the difference. Cause at the time that I learned about them, like, it was him and Kai. They were kind of beefing because of the quality of Kai's shoes because they had these one-piece molds and you could actually like literally bend the whole shoe, but you're advertising it as a premium shoe and selling it for a premium price. Those Kai's were going for, you know, $350, $400 easy at a lot of these uh, consignment shops um, uh, in particular. So for it to be that and he was getting the licenses to do some of these collaborations and hbcus and um you know selling it was a lot of direct to consumer because you can never really just go to the open face website and just order stuff you always had to like dm and email and do local stuff so and he does t-shirts he also had the license this person also had the license for support black colleges so you see those hbcu uh 
shirts like he owned the light he was one of the first ones to actually have that license uh, um and so i know that there was a lot of revenue going from the apparel side but when we started going in the shoes they, they became a little popular i feel like the kai's were more popular than the uh reloaded you know i guess they're more you might say that they were uh regional but the irony is they were competitors because they were kind of just getting these these things were more than likely you know i'm just gonna say allegedly uh because i can't confirm it you know but truth be told as sire would in <laughs> devon over at sire would tell you you know those are being produced at the factories that <laughs> produce the fakes. Um, you know what I mean? So that's why it was easy to have that that tooling already there. And then, you know, a part of that, all you get to do is just change the logo um, and then, like, wherever it gets embroidered, and then you have these limited options. It's just like Nike ID, you know, basic model. Um, and, um, yeah, so when you have all of those things going on at the same time, um these two reloaded and, and God, they had the same model, same lightning bolt. They'd even switch the lightning bolt to something else. Um, so they're competitors, but now with this lawsuit, Nike sued both of them and made them co-defendants. So now they have to work together uh, to get out of this jam. And the thing with that, Tony, that makes sense from that end is that unless you are the shark or someone who's really in the game, someone from the outside looking at, can they really tell the difference between a Kai product and a reloaded product? Honestly, um, and if you're just a fan of neither and just If we did a, a, a Coke and Pepsi taste test where there's no label on it, I don't, I, is there a difference? Like, I don't even, it's not even, do you notice a difference? Tell me, what is the difference? Um, um, it's the same model with the same logo. So in according to Nike, just if we could keep things in logistics in order, um, Kyle was worn on August the 6th of 2021. So we're talking about a, a long time period where he had, um, I'll say, the time frame and the grace to contact Nike and try to come up with a resolution. And um, they also said that um, Omni was uh, contacted sometime in October of 2022. So um, it's not like Nike just filed a lawsuit called dates, so like you said earlier, Tony. Um, there's been warnings, there's been communication. And I'm not sure if they were totally egregious in just ignoring it or so forth. But again, um, now we are where we are. So yeah, um, and they're going through this. And you know, if you're listening, you know, to us to us in order, you're also hearing about this theme of the way that the market is changing. You see how Nike's going more direct to consumer and not going through the retailers. Well, this is part of the long play is to scrub the market um, so that you can continue to go direct to consumer um, um, because you got too many people, you know, cloning and piggybacking off of what your, what your movement is. And if that's the new thing and what it's going to be for the future, then of course you got to, uh, and you got the power, you know what I'm saying? You got to, this is my block. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is this is Marksdale Tower. Um, uh, you, you know, you got to get Brother Muzon uh, on your team if you're gonna if you're gonna fight fight these people. Um, so I don't think that um, you know, I don't think that they 
people may have taken it serious or not. That's who who am I to claim, you know, or it's like one of those, like it's a compliment that Nike's sending me. It's cease and desist. I I, I made it. Um, and then it's just like, okay, but you know, are you ready? Uh, so so furthering you furthering your wire references, dare I say that, um, you had a prop Joe in the game who showed you how to do it and had the good dope, and that was bait. And to give you credit, Shark, before we got on, you and I had a conversation prior, just vibing, and you were saying how Bape did just enough to where they can't get sued because of, it may be little nuances, but it's, it's enough changes in that model to where there's no infringement suit against them, particularly with them and Nike, about their, one of their models um, looking like the Air Force One. So you got Prop Joe out here showing you how to cook, and for some reason, um, these two, I, I don't understand. Take, see, what happens is it takes it, these models are easy because the tooling is already there, so you don't have to spend but so much for the infrastructure. Like you're already spending enough, right? Mm. Um, like just go all the way and spend what you need to spend because now you're not fully uh, prepared for the aftermath. Because if you you know you got to start all over, like what are you gonna do? Um, so yeah, why why hasn't Babe gotten? Uh, the same season assist. Why weren't they the first ones uh, to get the most out of this? Um, well, this is all about a trade dress. All right, so it's just like a trademark, a trade dress for you know a sneaker because it's just like architecture and there's a blueprint for the sneaker that says that here's the outline and here's the panels, here's the upper, the middle, and then you know the panels. And in when you file for the trade dress, you know Nike has one for every silhouette. Um, you, you know what I mean? So that if if you just take the logos off all the panels, like whatever is being knocked off, you can't, it can't look like that. So it's, it just strips it down, even with the Nike logo off, you know, and said, what does it look like on the basic level? That means nothing else can look like this. So you can't put other stuff on top of it. You have to change something about this basic structure, the way that the lines flow, um, the way that the panels go, the way that the stitching goes across or the lines of the stitching go across. You can't, you either have to, if it's one line, you know, on a panel, just add like a second subtle line right next to it. And that'll be okay. Um, but if you just keep everything the exact same, that's what's different about Bape. Bape has like one extra line around the toe box, the way that the, the forefoot, midfoot on one of their, especially this, the Bape does, um, you know, has like, it's not a full rounded, uh, it just has this little uptick and then it goes back down. And then on the back heel on the, one little panel of the swoosh, like just like the back where the, the check would connect or the star would connect. Um, instead of having the one panel that's covered, it has like this double panel. So it's so subtle it doesn't even it doesn't even look like it's there. And then there's like one more curvature of the the toe box that's just just a sharper curve rather than a more elongated rounder curve. Just imagine like the Jordan. 11 patent leathers how the ogs have this just like the fat patent leather like uh because you know the fake ones get extra skinny around <laughs> the way it gets around so it's kind of like that and it's just the subtleness um there's actually like three um different um things that makes the babes the or babe uh, air force ones different from an air force one and they're so subtle you don't even know so but take that time there you go. you're gonna have to build the molds and all the other stuff so you know that's why I said, you know, from the research shows that some of these, you know, that's like getting one of these Alibaba, uh, um, you know, uh, 
warehouse merchants or whatever to produce your mass produce your stuff and then just slap some name on it on a generic Jordan silhouette. Everyone has these things, you know, you might source some better materials than you could get at those factories, you know, but it's still the same mold. So um, I just never understood why people like them. See, my thing is, as a purist, I don't even understand how they got popular like that in the first place. Now that you said that, keep it right there. Keep it right there, because we are, again, 80s babies, 90s kids. So I'm about to drop something that you can't even Google at this point in time. Tony, I know you remember this. There was a store called Payless Shoes, and they had Pro Wings. And Pro Wings had renditions of, let's say, the Air Trainer 1, maybe, you know, the Fila uh, Tennis and other shoes for $29.99 tops. I do recall their sport angle or their sport package, which was XJ900. And they had in 1993, a silhouette and a colorway that resembled the Jordan 8 Aqua. And this shoe dare I say, in the hood, became just as popular as the Jordan 8 Aqua originally because they were done so well to the point that it almost became equal. You were not clowned in the hood for when XJ900 Aqua 8s. But guess what? The Jordan 8 back then was, what, 125 No one was going to pay 125 for the XJ900. They were $29.99. Again, a fraction of the price, literally 66% less. So being a purist, Tony, I don't understand how a Jordan 1 now, let's go ahead and call it retails for 180 or 200, but I'm still paying that or even more for, no disrespect to Kai, no disrespect to Omni, but I'm like, I should be paying a fraction of the price if I'm getting the quality that was exposed last year. Am I wrong or is something going on here? Well, it's because they're trying to come with these, their brand right so, so it's not just the shoe it's the brand just like you're when you buy a, a high designer shoe that's still a payless shoe too but it's the name on it so they're trying to equate you know and i get it with the lifestyle stuff a lot of these high-end brands started doing these silhouettes that you know that look like you know like the mason marmagella like those look like jordan ones uh beauty i'm saying long before um you know, some of these other brands and then the Balenciagas and, um, you know, some of the the Louis Vuittons look like, you know, pro kids, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, or British Knights. Um, like those silhouettes are, are like, or Avias. Uh, like they all look like those, but they make them high end and then they're $3,000, um, uh, you know what I'm saying? And then now the consumer, if you didn't rock with those back then or you ain't know about the, those look like kangaroos, um, uh, you know what I'm saying? You see how it was okay for us to to rock these yeah and the troops it, it looked it was okay for us to rock these um you know look at the half of the ewings is just what you just described because those are like you know, jordan eights and hirachis um or, or having the ewing collection um um or what the inspiration is um but to fully answer the question i mean I think that it's really flip-flopped. Um, you know, it looks it looked like politics in this in this country. It just totally flip-flopped from your original principles. Um, um, you know, and then now look, instead of it being okay to you might look foolish rocking too much expensive stuff back then. You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with you? You you looking like you 
ready to get, you know, set up, uh, uh, you know, or you look like the feds because you got on the, 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 the squeaky clean uniform. You're like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, um, so with that, you don't, um, you really can't call it, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I really think that everyone has changed in their own uh, uh, values and you, and you value the optics more than you the, the substance um, because the, the shoes all cost <laughs> near the same to make, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, that brand. Um, so, because uh, it, was, it was nice and collaborative and everything like that. And I, like I said, Kai had more following before the sneakers. Uh, um, you know, I'm not up to speed all the way with uh, Omni um, and his background prior to doing these sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got in the right uh, place at the right time with the influencers and, and um, you know, things going uh, viral in their own nature. Um, but I That's think that, that was, you know, some of this is what we told you to be careful when, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, support Black-owned, you know, like, yeah. But. Do your homework. <laughs> That's all I was saying. <laughs> Definitely. And I understand the silhouettes, Tony, and similar colorways, but I think I'm not really did a disservice by doing the um, Krugers and doing the Chunky Dunkies, because those are two particular very limited ones that um, – it's going to be hard for him in court to kind of prove that case because those two are so distinctive. Like we talked about previously in a previous episode, as far as with Adidas and Kanye, where you might want to take the name off, but people know that design came from because it's so distinctive. And those two colorways particularly, I'm like, oh, now I can understand doing a black and red and other colors that they do. But um, well, those that's two what models, that's what that's definitely what made it worse, yep. um, because it's like it's not even now you took the. The popular colorways and redid them the exact same way mm-hmm. like now it's just like you're stressing it with that whole paying homage thing there you, go. you know what i'm saying like you know things are inspired by you know not cloned by uh, 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 you know what i mean and then that's when you to me you start to lose points because it's like are you a designer or you're you know you might be an entrepreneur but like, don't tell me you're a designer when you didn't really design anything. Like, you're doing colorways. Um, you know what I mean? And we've talked about this in a couple of different ways, you know. Like, give us some infrastructure. Give us the opportunity. And you, I tell you. So something. we will mess you up with the colorways, yo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I had to look directly into the camera right now. Like, we will mess you up with the colorways, yo. And with the thought and the layers, you know. So, and again, you got, you we got want vape. you to care. <laughs> but, and you got Bape as as the main, co- like it's been, they've been at it for years. And I'm just like, I'm just interested to see how this goes and how this ends up because I'm seeing an open and closed case. And Nike is not going to spend the time and the money if it hasn't been A, a certain amount of influence and B, a certain amount of profitability that they can at least assume or project that has been made. So, um, yeah, again, I mean, I, I've heard about Geiger in his case. It took him a while, but it, it sounded like he settled with Nike. Um, and to him, that's more of a win because they didn't make him change everything from scratch. Right. He settled because he was he, you know, documented in his journey 
how much he went out of his way to prevent this from happening. He thought he was listening to some of the cease and desist that he was getting, you know what I mean? And he kept changing and tweaking and it was just got this moment where it was just like, yo, I mean, how much more do you want from me? Uh, you know what I mean? Cause I think he's kind of hinted that he spent, you know, want to say $1.2 million or something like that, just in the lawyers and all the, trade dressing and everything else and the trademarks that he had to go through and all the paperwork over and over and over again, just for his Nike case. And that did disrupt cash flow to his regular business or whatever. Um, you know, and I think that he said that the biggest thing that happened was that he was a brand that did a lot of collaboration with other brands. He said that that's what messed him up is that I put his collaborations on hold, um, you know, so, um, that's just to touch on another one of these that kind of wound down and now they're going after the next round. I do not foresee this, this duo um, having the success that Geiger did because Geiger was way more transparent and had way more detail. It sounded like he was more prepared. Um, this one was not that it was a surprise because they were, they were warned, but it was more like other people in the industry have warned you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you weren't going to go but so far. Um, and it was just almost, uh, I'll just keep operating uh, under their radar until you get to here. Like, is this a compliment to you that 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 they are suing you now? Maybe. But tell me the value of that uh, uh, and the future value of, you know, where, where you can be. Um, you know, so, yeah, this is a tough one to, uh, to swallow. Um, but, again, I get it as a consumer, like what you like. Um, but you know, don't be influenced, please. You know, like I get it with the black home businesses. That's, that sounds great, but you know, don't let that be the only selling point, you know, cause if you're getting cheated by the quality of the black home business, um, because once a lot of people start finding out that you can like bend the shoe and then they start to learn that you need to just, there's actually multiple pieces to your, your, your soul and your midsole and your upper. Um, and they're just like all this one piece stuff. And then the, the overwrap. And then like, it looked like it's the same silhouette, but you know, in my head, I was just like, how is that comfortable? Um, do they have like some special inserts that come with these that, 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 that overcompensate for, uh, for all of that, you know, but again, if you just put some shiny patent leather on something and change the colorways, um, you know, just have value and stuff, uh, um, you know, um, for what it is, not for what people are advertising it to be. Definitely. Cause that's one thing that Nike has in the lawsuit verbatim saying that, um, their concern is that, um, these items by Kai and by Omni, they confuse the, um, customer and not just us because we know better but just the typical yeah. basic cu customer which from the krugers and from the chunky ducks you know you have a parent online looking to get their son or daughter you know a shoe generally speaking that's that's fact like well, what's the difference here well, i mentioned this earlier you know that these were being sold a lot of these consignment shops as well so nike's not stupid they know that they're products are being resold on the aftermarket and they're sitting next to this on the shelves of them. They just have to think about this more now um, because it's, it's diminishing returns on Nike's value, right? It's almost like how, you know, socialism and racism kind of work. It's just like, you just tell the story enough, 
right? And then it just optically starts to become true in people's uh, 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 proximity, right? So if you see those two shoes together enough, the Nike shoe value just goes down. There you go. Like, I don't care what rate the, the other shoe goes up. This conversation is about Nike's value, uh, perceived value going down with these shoes next to it. All there right. Because they look that much alike. They look and then then that comes with a premium price. So then it's just like you, 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 you kind of know that the consumer is attracted to the price as much or more sometimes than the actual shoe itself. Because the price just says this is of value because it's two hundred and fifty dollars now. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's weird. This 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 is how consumer behavior works. It's psychology. It's psychological warfare. That's why I've studied this for the sake of business because it's human behavior. Like we we're all triggered. We make decisions. These things they feel like they're happening, but people are making decisions. They're these micro decisions, but. These, these, they're pushing your buttons. Um, so as a consumer, this is why we tell you, you had the power to not think this way. Um, you know what I mean? To, to be educated. So there you go. Some more sneaker business talk um, because, you know, we really had to peel back the layers on that one um, because there's, you know, this is a business. This is a business. There's a lot of legal legalities going on. Um, and we're always here to inform you about uh, what's happening. So you can make the best possible decisions as a consumer and understand that value of what you're looking at when you're standing in the store, looking on the shelf, especially the parents uh, that may not know, but the kids want to really get involved in, but you're the one spending the money. So, you know, you see that car, you see that lightning bulk on there. It's not, it's not worth the $400. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, and it probably is not as comfortable. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, but again, if you want to be designers, Go be designers, please, please. We we love the 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 you know the hot designers that are out there. You know, shout out to like someone like Salehi Finberry. You know what I mean? Collaborating indeed with any everybody you know at his choosing, and he's you know Killing your, stock, it. your stock is gonna go up. You look what he did to Crocs. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so we'll say mm-hmm. that for another episode. But it's there are people out there that are contributing to the game in a positive way. And you don't have to cannibalize it just by it's almost like you're vulturing the vultures. There you go. Key. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're going to get what you get. Um, you know, go back to our plugs and connect uh, episode um, and we'll <laughs> illustrate that connection on who's on top of who and who's doing what. Um, definitely. And this may be something we have to tackle later on, Tony, because this is definitely to be continued and we may have to come back to this in the future, um, depending on how this ends up and what goes on with these two companies, or if Nike um, ends up um, having infringement lawsuit for trademarks with anyone else in the future. So I had a feeling that we've been talking about this um, in an upcoming oh, this episode. Isn't gonna, this isn't going to stop, you know. So again, this is a sign that Mark, that uh, Nike has entered the direct-to-consumer chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Period. So move out the way. You hear that squeaky wheel? That's Debo. Nike's are coming. Oh, no, the lights (laughs) out. (laughs) Until next time, it is the OGEO. All right. T-Mark the Street Shark. Peace to you. We'll catch y'all next time around. There you go. Podcast to cheer for. Indeed.